a good day and welcome to the Umbra Gaming Podcast episode 25. I'm one of your hosts, Manny, and as always, I'm here with Matt and Steve. They're just normal people, and sometimes they're good, and sometimes they're not as good. <laughs> that sums it up. Welcome back to the podcast, Matt. Oh, thanks. Yeah, welcome back. We missed you. It's been a while. I had a really yeah. bad week at work last week. and uh, Tell us about it. Uh, nah, just kidding, don't. It's over. <laughs> and uh, now tomorrow's Friday, so... That's Tomorrow good. is Friday. And Steve, how are you? I missed you. I missed you too, buddy. Uh, it's Aww. been a little while since we, we were in each other's presence. But at the, That's true. I'm, I'm doing swell because I, I took tomorrow off because God of War comes out. God of War comes so out tomorrow. I will be streaming the shit out of that all weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wake up bright and early tomorrow morning. So I think the stream will go live at about 8 a.m. Eastern time for all you folks out there who want to watch me be Kratos. Well, here we are. This is episode 25. I, I feel like we are a little bit out of practice because we haven't all been in the same podcast for two weeks now. But we'll get back in the saddle. We will. For this episode, we have a lot of excitement things to talk about we're going to kick it off with a little bit of housekeeping just like we always do just like you remember when you were a kid and then we're going to play a little game of who said it so we'll explain the rules once we get going there but essentially the way it's going to work is that we're going to each have quotes from different video game characters and different video games and the contestants will try to guess who said it as the name suggests and then for the topic of the pod we're going to talk about canceled games so some games that never really made it to the shelves um, we're going to talk about some of the ones that we wish did make it to the shelves and just more generally how they impact consumers and how they impact the industry and how they impact studios, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll have some community stuff and patch notes. So with that, let's keep the house. First up on housekeeping, please follow us on social media. We are at Ombra Gaming on Instagram and at Ombra underscore gaming on Twitter. So find us there. Tweet at us. Gram us. Is that the, is that the proper verb? Gramus? I say Graham. Yeah. You say Graham. Does anybody say Insta? I say Insta. I do not say Graham. I say put it on the Graham, baby. You say that whole phrase every time you ask somebody to Graham. <laughs> every them. time. Literally every time. Like every time I Instagram a, a, something from our account, I just go, I put it on the Graham. And that's what I do. And I high five myself and I, I go do a little dance. And then I high five myself. <laughs> said the loneliest man in the world. <laughs> said the loneliest man in the world. So yeah, find us there. Check out our pictures. Check out our tweets. If you feel so compelled, follow us on both platforms. You can also find us on Twitch right now. Currently, as we're speaking to you, we are on twitch.tv slash Ombra underscore gaming. Check us out. We stream almost every single day of the week. All sorts of games here and there. Yep. Uh, we do Everywhere. PC stuff, PS4 stuff. Uh, we do Xbox stuff occasionally. Once D-Level helps me figure out how the hell to use an Elgato capture card, I'll be streaming some Switch stuff as well. And won't that be a fantastic experience for everybody? It'll be all right. You can also find us on our Discord server. So we have an awesome Discord server with some awesome, awesome people. The invite to that server is on our Twitter bio. So if you want to come and hang out with us and, and chat with us about games and whether or not hot dogs or sandwiches and Big movies, debate there. Yeah, it's hot. It's too hot right now. So we had to, we had to put that uh, whole debate to rest for a little bit, but I'm sure we'll circle back to it. We will. Find us. Find us on our Discord channel and hang out with us because we would love to have you. On a similar vein, you can also call us. If you want to give us a call and share your thoughts about articles, the podcast, anything you want to chat about, give us a ring at 347-509-5620. I've memorized the number and I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of you. Because la- because I've always I've always felt like I've had it in my head, but then I get nervous and then I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm giving the wrong number." And then I look at my phone and it's always that number. So I just want I trusted myself. All about trust. Good for you. Trust your gut. Thank you. That's what I Thank always you. say. So give us a call. We would love to hear from you, unless you're a racist person, in which case, if you call us, I'm going to report you to the police. Next up on housekeeping, as always, this episode is brought to you by Insert Coin Clothing. If you haven't checked out Insert Coin Clothing, I highly recommend it. Steve is wearing a very fashionable PlayStation hoodie from Insert Coin Clothing right now. Look at him as he twirls. Look at him as he puts his hood on and does a little jig. It's adorable. So go to insertcoincloathing.com, buy some rad gamer clothes, and when you go to check out, use the code OMBRA18IC for an exclusive 15% off your next purchase. But that code doesn't apply to items that are already on sale or bundled items. I really want to start calling them burritoed items because that's like the perfect definition of a bundle, you know? Yeah, but like on their website, it doesn't say that, so... They didn't tell us not to describe their bundled items as burrito items. That's accurate. So now that the house is all nice and clean, let's get on with the show. 
So like I said, the first thing we're going to do is play a little game called Who Said It? So these are the ground rules. We each have five quotes from video game characters. I'm sorry. We each have three quotes we have three from quotes. video game characters. Should I say the rules? We're going to say the quotes, and then we're going to give three multiple choice options of characters uh, that they might be and the video games that they came from. The contestants then have 90 seconds. So they have a minute and a half to talk amongst themselves. And once they have an answer, they're going to say who they think it is, and they're going to say final answer to lock it in. So that's pretty much it. Any, any, anything else we need to clarify? I, I think, think we that's got it. it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a timer. Who wants to go first? I can go first. I'd like to go second. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I concur. I concur. <laughs> okay, good. Let's get it started. So uh, whenever you're ready. We both said a lot of things that you're going to regret, but I think we can put our differences behind us. For science, you monster. Was this Gladys, Sergeant Nathan Hale from Resistance, or Peter Dinklage Ghost from Destiny 1? Timer is starting right now. It's okay, got to be Glados. So he the mentioned for science at the end. Yeah, he did say for science, but maybe he's using that as a smokescreen to make us guess something else. Can you repeat it? Are you allowed to repeat yeah, it? Can you, okay. yeah. But can remember, you repeat this it? is all timed. Sure, we both said a lot of things that you're going to regret, but I think we can put our differences behind us for science. It's you good. monster. Oh, it's no, no. I remember this. It's, gotta be it's definitely GLaDOS. Yeah. GLaDOS, Matt, will you do the honors? Lock it in, baby. You're both correct. It is GLaDOS. Whoop. Good job, guys. I'm proud of you. 31 seconds. 31 yes. seconds you both. In. Nice. Next one. New record for, for a game we've never played before. <laughs> <laughs> New world record. All right, go ahead, Steve. All right. Are you a boy or a girl? Is this the president from Metal Gear Solid 2? Professor Oak from Pokemon or Duke Nukem? Timer has started. It's definitely Professor yeah. Oak. It's Lock it in. <laughs> That's such a good one. And my last one. This is a okay. real a real brain buster. Okay. And I don't think you guys are going to get it. Okay. So you ready? Are you yeah, ready? We're ready. Yep. Snake. Snake. <laughs> Snake! Is this Colonel Campbell? Otacon or Mei Ling. Okay, timer has started. Here's the thing, Matt. They all say it at different moments in the game. Oh, it's definitely Colonel Campbell. <laughs> Your face is just like, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, Colonel Campbell, final answer, lock it in. Trick question, all of the above. Oh. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, so. Uh, well, it's my turn oh. now. Yep, okay. First one, disrespect the law and you disrespect me. Is that... Commissioner Gordon, a Skyrim guard, or Phoenix Wright? Timer started. Um, disrespect the law, and you disrespect me. I'm definitely going with a Skyrim guard. I'm locking that. I'm locking mine in Skyrim guard. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll lock in Skyrim guard as well. It is Skyrim guard. It's more like disrespect the law, and you disrespect me. I was contemplating doing a couple of Skyrim guard quotes too. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, okay, here's my next one. Okay. Everyone I've ever known is dead, and their bones are dust. I am very lonely. Is that GLaDOS? Is that Matt Martinez from the Ombre Game Podcast? Ah, that's Say it. Real I know. The, I need, I need the name. too I need real, the name. Manny. Say it. I know the name. All right. Wait Wait for him. Wait for him to say all the options, Steve. You're at a 10. I need you at, at an 8. <laughs> is it GLaDOS? Is it Claptrap? Or is it failsafe? Failsafe. Oh yeah, it's failsafe. It's yeah, so yeah, failsafe. from Destiny. It is failsafe. Easily the best character in that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really, she really saved good character the game in Destiny too. I would also say Kate Six is up there as well. I like him a lot. Uh, all right, here's my last one. I'm here to ask you a question. Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? No, says the man in Washington. It belongs to the poor. No, says the man in the Vatican. It belongs to God. No, says the man in Moscow, it belongs to everyone. I rejected those answers. Instead, I chose something different. I chose the impossible. Is that Two-Face, Andrew Ryan, or the Joker? Is Andrew Ryan the guy from Bioshock? He he is. I'm going with him. I'm going to say Andrew Ryan as well, yeah. Because if it, did you, you referenced Moscow, yeah? His big thing is like, uh, was it No Man, No God or something like that? I, I think it's Andrew Ryan. Can't answer your right. questions. No question answering. Yeah, it is Andrew Ryan. Hey. Yeah, I feel like because I, I don't think I ever remembering. I don't think I ever remembering, said Manny, uh, <laughs> rambling into the microphone. I don't think I ever remember the Joker Two-Face referencing Moscow. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was the throwaway. 
I tried uh, to, most of, whatever. Most of Joker's quotes start with, hey, bats. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally all of them. And everybody knows that most of Two-Face's quotes start with, uh, hey, it's me, Two-Face. Check it out. I got two faces. So he doesn't like, talk know. like that. Oh, my That's God, pretty good, right? So Debatable. Bad. I feel like that's exactly how Two-Face talks. Super accurate. All right. You know what would be a great idea for Two-Face to open a pizza restaurant where he only does to the halves and each half has to have a different topping different on toppings. it. Yes. Two-Face pizza. One half is always burnt pepperoni and the other one's just cheese. <laughs> we have to trademark that right now cuz someone in the, the chat's going to steal it. All right, here we go. Are you guys ready? I'm going to I'm going to time and so I'll I'll continue to be the timer. I can be the timer. You want to be the timer? I can be the timer. Yeah. You are Kronos. I don't want to be the timer. I'm good. God of time. All right, so it's uh it's 90 seconds. Kronos 90 was seconds. a titan. I don't think he was a god. Kronos? Kronos is definitely the god of time, isn't he? No, I thought he was a isn't he a titan? But he like controls time or some shit. Right. Let me know when you're good. Okay. So once I list all three uh potential choices, then you hit the timer. Okay. You got First it. quote. Confirmed he's a titan. Okay. Fucking <laughs> 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 Matt wins. <laughs> yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, sorry, but following a lady's lead just isn't my style. That's the line. Is it one? Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil. Is it two? Uh, Resident Evil 4 specifically. Is it two? Nathan Drake from Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Or is it three? Cade 6 from Destiny 2. This is kind of tough. Timer. It's on. going. It's Say it going. again. Don't worry. Sorry, but following a lady's lead just isn't my style. It could realistically be any of them. That's why it it's really a could. That's why that's, it's, that's it's a good one. Who's the, who's the first one again? Uh, Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 4. Or Nathan Drake. He, he's, or he's been Kate in multiple Six. games. So obviously, same with Nathan Drake. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with him just because uh, Nathan Drake works with women a lot. And most of the time, they're smarter and uh, better than him. Okay. Kate Six also works with like a Korra. I, I don't feel like yeah. he would say that. That's mean. I think it's and because Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 4 is working with the president's daughter. Like, she's a terrible character. I just don't know anything about that person. This is why questions would be good, but I don't make the rules. So I only follow them. All right. We got 30 seconds left. So I'm locking I'll just in go with Cade Six to go with him, to go with All someone right. else. I'm going with Leon. You're going with Cade. Yeah. Locked in. It is Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil okay. 4. Yeah. I didn't think it was Cade Six. There was another one. Uh, there was another character in Resident Evil 4 who looks at the president's daughter, like looks at her figure and then and then goes... It looks like the president's daughter was strapped with ballistics as well. Oh my gonna god! It. Yeah, it's obnoxious. <laughs> I was gonna say that one too, but That's it's so too obvious because he references the president's yeah, daughter. That would have given it away. But also because I remember when we had this discussion about your favorite side characters, you're like, "Well, Leon is just like this macho douchebag." So like that yeah, just struck asshole. me as something he would have said. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. Get lost. You can't compare with my powers. Is it one, Shang Tsung, the very powerful sorcerer from Mortal Kombat 2? Is it Yoshimitsu, the cyborg samurai from Tekken 2? Or is it three, M. Bison from Street Fighter 2, World Warrior? I'm going to go with M. Bison, lock it in. Same here, just because I, I don't know the other two at all. <laughs> I don't know the other two? Oh. It sounds like someone from Mortal Kombat could have written that, but I don't know. For some reason, I'm pulled towards Also, keep M. in Bison. mind, these are all the second editions of the game, so like early 90s across all of those Yeah, games. I mean, again, like I... I Great. Oh, man. The last I was Mortal really Kombat in I my game. prime in the early 90s. I was. I don't know. <laughs> but I peaked in 1993. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bison. I don't know. Same. Bison? bison? Both yeah. of you? Yeah. yeah. It is, in fact, Bison. Wow! Look at us! From Street so Fighter good. 2. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Here we go. Final one. Okay. Do you think I'm trying to trick you with reverse psychology? I mean, seriously now. Is it one, Gladys from Portal 1? Is it two, Lara from Golf Story? Or is it three, Grace Walker from Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus? It's GLaDOS. GLaDOS. Lock, Lock it in. in. Lock yeah. It in. Yeah. It is, in fact, GLaDOS. Wow. <laughs> we all had GLaDOS in some form. <laughs> yeah. See, I tried to pick, like, three people who were really, like, sassy. I gotta tell you, she's got some good quotes. All right. So the topic of the podcast is canceled games. So um, this is sort of going to be a loose, uh, sort of informal discussion. Uh, we'll engage with chat if you guys want to talk about any games that you're particularly bummed that were uh, that were canceled. Definitely just let us know. Uh, 
and then sort of how canceled games in general affect the consumers that are loyal to studios or loyal to franchises um, and, and more largely the industry. So uh, let's start by sort of going around the group and bringing up one game, not even that you were most bummed about, but one that you just find most interesting um, that was canceled. So why don't we start with Matt? Oh, perfect. I wanted to go first and was going to complain if the I did. The fates have <laughs> been in your favor. Uh, the game that I, uh, or the canceled game that I wanted to discuss uh, is, or whatever its project name was called, Titan. And it is what eventually Overwatch was made out of, uh, which I think is relevant because Overwatch is so popular. Um, and then, so Titan was, it was a game that was being developed by Blizzard. World of Warcraft was really successful at this time. Uh, and I think they started development in around 2007, according to whatever rumors and records there are. And they worked on it basically till 2013 or 2014. So almost six years of development of this game until they were like, we, we can't do this. And then um, Jeff Kaplan was actually one of the directors on the game, I believe. Um, he was definitely on the team. And when, when they cut the team down to 40 members and they like, put everyone else in other places they were like figure out what you can do with everything you made and they came up with overwatch and made overwatch in two years and released it which is insane but do you want me to dive into what yeah, titan yeah. was right now okay yeah definitely titan was supposed to be an mmo in the same vein as world of warcraft or any mmo you pick a character and that character levels up um but titan had this really interesting or perhaps incredibly boring concept where during the day you were uh, working a mundane job, anything from like owning a shop in the city to like being an entrepreneur or something like that, or an engineer and you level up your like mundane skills. And then at night you would become a superhero, which you can start seeing similarities, right? To Overwatch, like superhero, da, da, da. Uh, and you would go and like fight crime and stuff, and so you could level up those abilities too. Well, the balance of both kind of sounds like Persona Five. Like, yeah, go be a high school student for a bit, and then and then go take on your gym teacher, yeah, who's true. apparently a dragon. Yeah, but this was an this was designed as an MMO though too, which is like I can't really imagine. Like, am I going to play play The Sims during the day, and then in the evening I like go out and. It basically yeah. be like The Sims because if you play The Sims, you know that you do your shit during the day, and then you send them off to work, and then just like they're at work and you don't you don't see them. It basically be like true. doing the work part of The Sims. <laughs> yeah. Is and was there? I don't know if you have this information, but was there like a day day night cycle where it was like a certain amount of time during um, the day? I don't know about that, but there was definitely like during the day you're doing this, and at night you become a superhero. Um, so there were like skill trees and all the things and you put your points into them. It was supposed to be, so during the day it would be apparently third person and then at night it would become first person. Sort of like in Destiny where when you're in the city you're in third person and you're just running around doing stuff and then when you go out it goes into first person when you're fighting things. So that was an interesting similarity I noticed. Also wanted to um, just interject, I think some of my fondest memories come from just frolicking around like the tower and the farm. <laughs> in destiny like most of the good times i had was just like dicking around and not actually <laughs> like playing. Dancing, dancing with random people so yeah, playing dancing with random people yeah they're playing with orbo that was great mm-hmm. anyway continue and we're, oh and so some of the there were classes that were involved one of them was called reaper like the class wow. was called reaper the class was called reaper that's really cool. uh, one of them was called jumper which was a well guess junk rat no, jumper. Farah. No. Oh, tracer. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it was like a time travel or or whatever. I don't know. Oh, that um, makes like, like jumping jumper. through time. I was right. thinking actual jumping. Yeah, Christine got a tracer. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. you um so you'd like jump through, I don't know, time to get to places and stuff and have a rewind. So, uh, and in one article I read that I think was on Kotaku, um, who like a bunch of people after the project ended like leaked to Kotaku anonymously. Apparently Tracer was like almost directly taken from Jumper as the oh, asset for Overwatch, which is really interesting. Yeah. And may explain why she's like always the sort of the main character when you think of right. whenever they use their marketing or stuff, you know, and the logo for Overwatch League. Yeah, it makes a lot that, of sense. Yeah. Um 
I can't really remember anything else. I, I just remember that sort of the main mechanics was that sort of like day night thing, superheroes coming out um, to go fight crime, MMO um, aspects of it. And then just like all these assets becoming Overwatch. What's interesting is that like this game was in development for like six years and then they cut the team down to 40 people. They say, what can you make out of this? They just brainstorm and like Jeff Kaplan is there brainstorming, right? With the 40 team members and they come up with like, let's do a competitive shooter. They take the assets and that's why... Oh, oh! Temple of Anubis is apparently also from. Oh wow! Uh, from from it, yeah. And so they take these assets, has this cartoony feel to it, right? Yeah. Um, just sort of like wow, and turn it into Overwatch, and they make Overwatch in two years, and now it's that's so crazy. Yeah, now it's like super popular, right? And so, I and I, I I wonder like how like which parts of Overwatch were were built around the assets and the ideas that they already have, like the concept of Overwatch, like the lore. Like one of the cool things that I love about Overwatch is that the lore is such a big part of the story. Like it's a big part of the game, but you don't really interact with much of that in game. Like you learn from like mm-hmm. from all the shorts and all that shit, right? So like, right. I wonder like how much of that was taken from Titan, um, mm-hmm. or like morphed from Titan. I'd be interested interested to learn about that. But I actually had no no idea. Um, oh, it was set in the near future, just like Overwatch is. Okay. Uh, and and it was set over the existing world too, like countries and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Blizzard is a creative group of people. If I've learned anything about they just Blizzard... make World of Warcraft too, though. I'm waiting for it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm, totally. What is the world called again, Steve? Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> I do that just to fuck with you. I know it's Azeroth. Have you guys yeah. seen uh, Thor Ragnarok? No, yeah, but I really want to. There's a scene yeah. where uh, no spoilers. No, it's not I spoiling see anything. It. This is there's a scene where Jeff Goldblum is try is uh, talking to Thor, and he's like, uh-huh. "Yeah, what's that? Uh, what's that place you're from? Ass place, Asperg." <laughs> it's, and it's like so perfectly executed. It's like very classic. <sighs> Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jeff Goldblum executes things perfectly. He's so good. Anyway, he's just the best. Such yeah, a, he. Yeah. I, I want to be him. Uh, what's that place you're from? Ass place, Asgard, <laughs> Asperg. I'm gonna start whenever I meet somebody from a place I don't like. I'm gonna start calling that place Ass Place. Uh, <laughs> what's that place? Ass Place. All where right. you from again? Ass Place. Interesting. Um, let's keep it going. I'll go next if that's cool with you, Stephen. Um, the one I'd like to talk about is um, a canceled game known as PT, uh, more formally known as Silent Hills. So this was a, a horror sort of psychological thriller that was being developed by Konami, and it was Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, um, mm-hmm. and, and Norman Reedus, and Norman fucking Reedus, yeah, and yeah. So th- essentially, what ended up happening is that uh, at I forget what event. Let me let me see. D D D released on playstation 4 there was some event where essentially konami uh essentially released this like 40 minute or like 45 minute playable they call it playable teaser hence the name pt and it's essentially a demo Uh, for a game that never came out right it was Um, fantastic and it was unreal so the premise of it is uh you play it's first person and you play a person a guy who you later find out is norman reedus but he's essentially walking through a corridor of a house and he's solving all of these like creepy sort of like mysteries it's like really dark and there's blood on the walls and there's all these like creepy things there's like i think like a baby doll floating in the sink and shit like that and then there's like a radio that's playing that's like a news reporter talking about somebody killing their killing his whole family um and essentially like you pick up on different clues in the house and then when you get to the end you go through you go down the staircase and you go through this door and then you find yourself at the beginning of the corridor again and essentially every time you go down the corridor different there's different things that change every time. So there's like new writing on the wall. That's awesome. And all the pictures are different. And there are really small details in the news report that are different. That's playing on the radio. And then eventually you encounter like this, like demon, witch. um, I think her name was like Sarah or something like that. Um, So I'm actually, I'm actually going to read, I'm going to read this uh, excerpt from the game's wiki. Um, Unlike the third-person perspective in Silent Hill, uh, in Silent Hill games, PT is the first. Or Fortnite pers- Battle Royale. Or Fortnite Battle Royale. Hashtag sponsor. 
uh, <laughs> uh, PT uses a first-person perspective, which centers on an unknown protagonist who the player controls. Uh, he awakens in a haunted suburban house and experiences supernatural occurrences. Uh, available areas to explore in the house consists, uh, blah, 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 just different rooms. Um, each, uh, okay, yeah in which the player starts a loop or a continuous reincarnation of the corridor. The only action the player can use are walking and zooming. To progress, the player must investigate frightening events and solve cryptic puzzles. Each time a loop is successfully completed, changes appear in the corridor. Uh, Additionally, the player encounters a hostile ghost named Lisa. (laughs) Uh, So her name is Lisa. Yeah, and so one of the really creepy things about it is that there's a random random chance of triggering a jump scare where Lisa grabs you. Um, and it, the chance is different every time you go through the corridor. Oh, really? Sometimes she'll appear up on the staircase. Sometimes she'll mm. be like behind a door and all that. Um, and it then essentially, so terrifying. once you essentially like solve the puzzle, which is like the correct number of completions and picking up on the right clues, you get out of the house and then the camera zooms out into third person view. Um, and then you find out that you're Norman Reedus the whole time. Um, oh. And yeah, and it like was like, received really well um it uses the fox engine which is beautiful plus like it's made by two of the greatest minds in in media hideo kojima and guillermo del toro so um it was bound to be amazing and then after hideo kojima announced that uh metal gear solid 5 would be his last project with konami um like all development rumors and information and news was sort of halted around pt and then after he left, Konami announced that PT was essentially going to be canceled. Uh, it was an, So I'm going to read from the wiki again. It was announced that PT would be moved from the PlayStation Network on uh, April 29th, 2015. Originally, it was reported that the demo could be re-downloaded, but in May 2015, it was no longer re-downloadable from the PlayStation Store. And people, like, flipped out. Uh, there's a couple quotes here that I wanted to, that I wanted to read. Nick Robinson of Polygon described Konami's removable... I'm going to read that all over again. Uh, Nick Robinson of Polygon describes Konami's removable... Removable? I can't (laughs) say that word. Uh, Removal. Removal of the game as the most irresponsible and cowardly decision possible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Klepek from Kotaku stated, It's fine that Konami doesn't want to make Silent Hills, but the deletion of PT was wrong since the demo has become such a part of gaming culture. So again, it was just like such a big piece of especially like psychological thriller and horror and it was obviously very well thought out by um kojima and he he wanted to make sure that there wasn't a lot if any like violent gore because he thinks like he he thought at the time that like horror games relied too heavily on that sort of trope and so he really delved into the like creepy psychological stuff which we'll probably get to see a lot of in death stranding which i think is part of the hype that's building around that game but so yeah, it kind of sucks that that game never came out. It'd be great if Konami just swallowed their pride and just gave the rights to Metal Gear and Silent Hills to Oh, that's a Kojima. tall order. Yeah. I think of they course would... they won't, but yeah. they're not going to do anything good with them. Agreed. I think they'd be more yeah. likely to, to, to give Silent Hills, but yeah, I don't know. It's unfortunate because I think, especially Gamer Del Toro, I mean, he's like one of the greatest, you know, artists in horror today. Um so that would have been cool to see, but hey, we'll get a Norman Reedus, Kojima, Del Toro collabo soon enough. Hopefully before I die. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, They're actually going to come out with a 45-minute uh, playable trailer at E3. Of and Death Stranding then, uh, and then cancel it. And then cancel it, yeah. Well, I spent 200-something dollars on that fucking necklace, so here's to hoping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going to put the uh, the link to PT. There's a lot of YouTube videos you can find of it. Um, and I would definitely recommend shutting the lights off, putting on some good headphones and watching it because it's amazing. I'll put the link in it um, in the show notes. And also I'll find it and just actually pop it in the Twitch chat right now if people want to check it out. Um, so with that, Steve, why don't, you go, why don't you go next? The game that really stuck out to me was there was an attempt to make a video game based around the comic book Gotham by Gaslight. And Gotham by Gaslight, for those who don't know, was more of a Victorian era Bruce Wayne, and he was taking on Jack the Ripper. And it was going to, it was interesting. It was being attempted by the developer Day One Studios, who were the ones behind Fear. Have any of you guys played Fear? Oh, yeah, I love Fear. 
and they they also developed fracture um i i played fear one didn't play the the second one and i i did the demo of fracture back when demos were a thing on the playstation network for ps3 yeah r.i.p demos demos were the shit well this rip demos still a thing you can download demos on There's PSN. no demos anymore. You know what there is? There's pre-alpha Battle Royale games. <laughs> That's what there is. Every demo of every game is just a Battle Royale 15-minute version of the game. So Gotham by Gaslight, original development started back in like 2009, 2010, and they just couldn't find a publisher to do it. But if you remember, Rocksteady produced Batman Arkham Asylum in 2009. It kind of sucks because I think the atmosphere and the whole story of Gotham by Gaslight would have been a great video game to play, um, especially because I'm such a big Batman fan. So if you throw anything Batman at me, I'll probably I'll probably give it a shot. Um, I would have loved to have seen it. I think it's a really cool storyline. And because how many games have ever thrown Batman in a completely different time zone yeah. like that? It, it, it's never yeah, been done because all the many. rock yeah all the rock steady games that we play they're all modern times and then even going back on the ps2 days with uh was a batman vengeance that, that was a great game by the way i don't know if I ever if anyone's ever played it but batman vengeance was a great ps2 game but even that one it's still it was basically ripped from the animated series so the the graphics were very similar to the batman animated series and all the villains were kind of following the same storylines as that series so that's just another one that never really took a different chance. And I would have loved to have seen what the guys behind Fear could have done with Batman. Fear was a Fear phenomenal game. Was, it was great. It was a first-person shooter that also dove headfirst into the horror genre, and they did it perfectly. There were times in that game where you're going through missions, and you're like, I am fucking terrified to go down there. And and Fear actually had a really good multiplayer on PC. It did, um, yeah. There were some really fun modes that I used to play way back. Um, I remember playing at my dad's house on his PC and then calling my friends and uh, and I would have the phone like this tucked on my shoulder as we were playing because I oh didn't God, know like so funny. chat was a thing at that point. Yeah. Fear reminds me a little bit of um, of PT almost. Like it kind of has that same creepy psychological, um, not heavily reliant on, on gore themes to it. Well, and that's, and that's one of the main reasons why it's kind of disappointing that this never came to fruition. Obviously, like, I love what Rocksteady did with Batman. Like, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, I wish they did less with the goddamn Batmobile in Arkham Knight because it was basically a tank and you're just blowing stuff up, and that's not Batman. So I wish they did a lot less with the Batmobile in Arkham Knight, but I love that trilogy. Arkham Origins doesn't get the love it deserves. That game is fen- phenomenal. It's just not done by Rocksteady. It's done by another studio. Arkham Origins, I think, if I really had to pick, I think Arkham Origins might be my favorite one. The open world is the is one of the biggest. And the storyline, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, but the story Spoilers! Line, Spoilers, don't what? listen. Everybody, everybody close your eyes. No, you find out like throughout the story that it, it's not only like kind of the start of Batman, but it's the start of the Joker, which that turning point of the story is phenomenal. Because you're like, holy shit, this is... This is like the two of them like finally meeting and like becoming Batman and the Joker. And I thought they did a phenomenal job, but for some reason that game just doesn't get the love it deserves. I don't know why. Like I enjoyed my time with Arkham Origins, but Gotham by Gaslight, that's my my canceled game that I wish actually came to fruition. And I hope that, you know, with what happened with Star Fox 2 because I mean that was pretty much a canceled game and then when when the SNES Classic got re-released, Star Fox 2 gets pumped out to the public so i'm hoping there's like this chance that some of these canceled games obviously like it's a little bit different because that's a retro game but i'm hoping that there's a chance with some of these canceled games that over time other people might look at it and be like you know what let's give that a shot i'd like in general for blizzard to give a new mmo a shot i'd love to see what they would come up with i want to bring this up to you guys because i know you're both like open world fans and especially you matt we're um, what fans Open world RPG oh, type fans, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and it's, this, this is kind of more geared towards Matt because I want to see what your opinion was. Okay, cool. I I'll stumbled see upon this. All right, see you later. <laughs> see you later, Manny. I stumbled upon this. Did you know that there was an attempt to make a Fallout online? It sounds familiar, but I don't know if I ever really paid it that much attention. But that's very interesting. It was right around like 2008, 2009. Like this is kind of one of those things where we were talking about what's the impact on these canceled games in the industry. And I feel like Fallout not coming to fruition eventually led to the Elder Scrolls Online, like what we know of that game today. 
Yeah. So if it's okay with you, Manny, I'd love to segue into how we think these canceled games affect the industry. That's a flawless segue. Isn't it? I was actually just going to lean into the microphone and go segue, 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 segue. <laughs> and then we were going to talk about the industry. Um, but yeah, I think, I think most importantly, the impact depends on the studio that cancels the game. So if you look at a studio like, or if you compare like Blizzard to konami i think there's definitely different expectations for like how often games are coming out um how the scale of the games that are coming out the kinds of consumers that will be playing these games right and so i think i think you can like kind of give second chances to like i I would personally be more willing to give blizzard a second chance than if konami was like if konami stopped production or stopped development on metal gear solid 5 for example um, I think there's like definite considerations I would give to some to a place like Blizzard compared to Konami, just because like I feel like Blizzard is producing content on a much more like they're producing content much more frequently, especially for the MMOs for all the updates they're getting. Um, so I I think it kind of just depends, right? Like the impact on the industry can't really be met. it's not apples to apples. Yeah, I think every case is different because in, in Blizzard's case with Titan. Like they made one of the top, what, one, two, three, four, top five most popular competitive games. Right, right. And arguably the most popular competitive first person shooter there is out there right now. I had to qualify it with a bunch of things. So like even though Titan was canceled. Like something came out of it. Something pretty influential came out of it, yeah. Yeah, whereas like if you look at Konami, like they're probably going to bury at least for now, they're going to, you know, hang on and, and keep Silent Hills under wraps so that it can't be touched by anybody else. Well, see, with all of this, because like, I'm with you on this, where I think we have a little bit of uh, of salt towards Konami because of the way things went with Kojima. And it is that because, like, I I think it, like we find solace in the people that have actually done well in the past. Like, I, I'll support Kojima because I know I love the games he makes and so if it's if he's going up against someone where like konami is basically shunning him kicking him out the door and canceling a a, a brilliant game he had an idea of where it's him guillermo del toro and then norman reedus because everybody wanted to try that silent hills as soon as we heard it was kojima del toro and norman reedus everybody was on board and then once you heard it was canceled and that that konami get to keep the rights you're like well do i really give a shit about the Silent Hills game if it's not Kojima, Del Toro, and Reedus. And you kind of don't. I think it has more of an impact on consumers than the actual game developers because, like he talked about with the Titan game that eventually became Overwatch, I think what happens is, and even when I mentioned how Fallout Online got canceled, then eventually you get Elder Scrolls Online. I think what happens is the game companies realize, okay, that game didn't work, but we can use the pieces or the shell of that game to make this game. So they're able to pick up and move on, whereas the consumers are like, you know, I was really looking forward to that, and now I'm not going to get to play that. I also think that it depends on how the studios, um, the impact depends on how the studios respond, right? Like, the the games get canceled for a thousand different reasons, um, and we've seen studios who get in front of it and say, like, there was a game that, I forget what it was called, but, uh, like, Amazon Games was working on it, and they were they had to can it because they were like, our bar was too high, we our roadmap was way too long, we, you know, like, our devs were working like fucking 70 80 hour weeks like it just wasn't sustainable to get to a launch and so i think just like just like how if studios can get in front of delays and and get in front of the consumer to say hey we're, we're working on getting you the best possible product it's going to take us a little bit longer if a studio gets out in front of it and says hey we fucked up we thought we could get you this awesome product we can't for x y and z reasons so we're going to have to to shut it down so I, I think it just depends on context it depends on reception it depends on how much of the game they were able to get out in the beginning and how much hype they were building. And it, it, it's a thousand different things, um, definitely on a case by case basis. But um, so yeah, folks in the chat, if you have any games that were canceled and that you miss very much, let us know, chat us. You can tweet at us after the show. If you'd like, you can give us a call. Even if you wanted to do that, you can call us at three, four, seven, five, zero, nine, five, six, two, zero. Leave us a message. We would love to hear from you unless you're racist. So with that, let's move on. I know we're pushing up on time a little bit, but let's make sure we get some patch notes up in this podcast. This is Patch Notes, where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. So for Patch Notes 4.19.18, Matt, why don't you you take the lead this time? 
Okay, so news is that Casey Hudson, who's the general manager of BioWare, um, who was brought on right after the release of Mass Effect Andromeda, which was a massive failure. Was it? <laughs> I remember it differently. Oh, oh. That was a do? joke. I remember it exactly the same way okay. you do. <laughs> so he's been at BioWare for, I think he had at least 20 years experience there. So through KOTOR, through the original Mass Effect trilogy. Um, so he's been there during Bioware's like beautiful moments and during their beautiful games. Um, so he's back as the general manager and he is starting a blog on EA's website. And I love that. So when you go on the Bioware website under Bioware, it says an EA company. And it's like, can you, can you just not do that? Can you just leave it as Bioware, please? <laughs> I feel like uh, EA is the equivalent of like a dusty old businessman that's like trying to connect with kids. Yeah. And they're like, hey, fellow Twitchers, what's going on? <laughs> Can I get an Omega Lull in chat, please? Yeah. Do you kids like oil? We like oil. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of oil are you kids digging for these days? And where can I find it? Anyway, so Casey Hudson is his name. And he released a an initial blog post about Anthem, which was delayed to 2018, was supposed to re- as of 2019. It is 2018. It was delayed to 2019 and um, was supposed to be released in fall of this year, which is 2018. 2018 is the current year. <laughs> Jesus <living> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. And he was saying that he is very focused on story and gameplay and wanting to give people an authentic Bioware experience, which is very interesting because this game is either going to be another massive failure or it will be very successful. I don't think there's any middle ground. Destiny 2, as we know, is also a massive flop, even though I'm playing it again for some reason. <laughs> yeah, what? Even though I'm content locked out of like five end game things that I could do because I don't have the expansion because I don't want to pay $20 for it because it released a month after I bought the initial game for full price. Anyway, so uh, so that was his first blog post. So there will be more blog posts, which uh, I will look forward to reading. And I hope he like dives really into what specifically story-wise they're going to have. Because if they have a lot of characters that you can interact with, they have side quests, if they have a vibrant main storyline that takes what destinies was like five hours or it was not <laughs> it long. Was so short if they have some if they have something of substance there they and they don't mess it up with loot boxes then they could have something good on their hands so we'll see i'm i'm cautious i look forward to his uh other blog posts i look forward to more gameplay um and we'll see what happens when the game releases yeah I will say, quote of you, uh, I think late last year, don't support studios that hurt gamers. Well, I'm not pre-ordering the game. Well, I'm in full agreement with you that they need to hit this one out of the park. Like, they need to learn from all their mistakes. Yeah, it's do or die for Bioware, that's for sure. Yeah, Uh, All right, Steve, why don't you go next? What's uh, What's on your patch notes for today? So I got, like, a combination of two stories. So this one comes from Kotaku by Steven Totillo. I believe it's pronounced tortilla. It's definitely not. There's no R in his name. Of course, this is all rumor. This is speculation. But this is a report from Kotaku and Steven Totillo. The next Call of Duty. So Call of Duty Black Ops 4. It's not going to have a campaign mode. It's not going to have a single player mode. But it's going to have a battle royale mode. It's not a joke. It's real. This is actually happening. So in the article, one of the, the quotes that actually jumped out to me was that according to Polygon, so this is kind of like a joint effort. So like Polygon and Kotaku have been reporting on this and then IGN picked it up. So like all of the big news sources were picking up on this. And so according to Polygon, as the multi-year development cycle of Black Ops 4 moved towards the game's October release date, and this is in quotes, it became evident that the development on the single-player campaign wouldn't be completed. So what this is telling me is that Black Ops 4 had every intention of creating a single player campaign. And because they decided to jump the gun and release it in October instead of November like they normally do because they're trying to beat Red Dead Redemption 2 release, now they can't even afford a single player. And you know what's gonna happen is this game is gonna sell for $60 and it's not gonna be worth it. Because I might be in the minority, but I am one of the those people who actually enjoys playing the campaign of Call of Duty. 
and especially because Black Ops 4 is literally the only running storyline in the entire Call of Duty franchise right now, and you're taking away the single-player campaign, what the fuck are you doing? I don't give a shit about your Battle Royale. It's going to be terrible. And Call of Duty has never had resource management as part of their franchise. Right. So all of a sudden, they're going to get it right on this? Get the fuck out of here. They're not going to get it right. This is going to be a shitty attempt at Battle Royale because they're not going to have 100 people. I guarantee you, at least when this game first releases, it might be like 40 to 50 people at the most. No, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think they... I don't think Call of Duty has ever had maps big enough to fit that and make it work well however so this this ties in because like i said i had i had two tie-in ones because at the same time ign reports that dice is reportedly prototyping battle royale for battlefield 5 now i will say i think battlefield could pull it off because they've already done big map modes with conquest going as far back as battlefield 4 when playstation 4 was released so if they were able to get 64 player maps going on ps4 at launch then i have no doubts that dice could figure out a way to up that to 100 players and do a battle royale mode because dice also successfully intertwines vehicle use in those games and all the rumors are right now battlefield 5 is going to be a world war 2 game and i gotta tell you I think a battle royale in a World War II setting would actually be pretty good because it, you're not going to get two advanced weapons. You're going to get relatively primitive weapons and relatively primitive vehicles, machinery. So I think it would actually lend itself well to a battle royale mode. I think, and I think probably a lot of people feel this way, but I think too many people are getting on the battle royale bandwagon. I don't think Call of Duty should have that. I don't think... Uh, battlefield should have it i i I think it only works for a certain kind of gamer i think it only works for a certain kind of studio mashing it on every kind of game that's that's coming out that involves multiplayer well it's gonna peter it's gonna it's gonna go oh yeah peter out for sure for sure for sure i like Um, my whole thing is i would trust dice over call of duty and it really pisses me off that they're basically saying you know we tried to do single player but eh, wasn't gonna meet the timeline it's like hey you're not going to compete with Red Dead 2 for Game of the Year. You're not going to really compete with Red Dead 2 for sales because the people who buy Call of Duty are going to buy Call of Duty regardless of when it releases. If it's after Red Dead or before Red Dead. Give us the campaign. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right, well, I'll try to fit in my uh, patch notes quickly here. It's pretty straightforward. Deadpool 2 director is going to be directing the Division movie. So this is coming out of IGN. Uh, as reported by Variety... David Leach, it's L-E-I-T-C-H, Lech, Leach, I don't know, uh, has signed on to helm the video game-inspired movie, which will star Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal, which mm, I don't know how I feel about that. The Division, uh, blah, 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 blah. In addition to helming Deadpool 2, for which the final trailer was released today, Leach also direct, uh, directed last action thriller Atomic Blonde and is uh, set to helm Dwayne Johnson's Fast and Furious spinoff. According to Variety sources, the division will begin filming after the Fast and Furious spinoff. The reported plan is to uh, is for Leach to begin prepping the division next year, uh, sometime after the Fast and Furious, um, and it's going to be produced by Ubisoft Motion Pictures. So yeah, I don't know. That's exciting. I think it it kind of calls back to our episode about video games and movies. Um, I was actually it was funny. I was looking up ubisoft motion pictures and i want to quickly read um some of the titles that they have coming out this year and uh some of the titles that they've some of the movies that they've already produced yeah so they did assassin's creed and michael with michael fassbender in 2016 they only have one film produced the rest of these films are listed as tba in terms of date tom clancy's splinter cell tom clancy's ghost recon watchdogs far cry rabbits assassin's creed sequel and tom clancy's the division so yeah i don't know i there's not much we know about it other than it's being a direct being directed by somebody who is uh obviously accomplished with uh i mean deadpool 2 is already going to be a fantastic movie so i want them to make movies of all of the tom clancy games because i think they lend themselves so perfectly to oh movies. agreed agreed yeah. it'd be so um, good did any of you guys see assassin's creed no, no. I, I heard actually, it was terrible no, because I, I think I saw it. I think it's either I think it's on HBO or Amazon. So I was actually contemplating watching that because I, I stumbled upon it the other day. I was like, ooh, 
I should check this out. I know it's not going to be like great, it, but <laughs> but it's also not bad. I mean, I saw yeah. it on a flight um, back from LA, and it was like okay. I fell asleep, but um, I mean, it was fun. The parts that I watched were fine. I think I don't know how I feel about having Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain in the in the division movie, but I guess I'll cross that bridge when I, I get to well, it. Well, I know because you and I have had this discussion when we were contemplating if Jake Gyllenhaal was going to become the new Batman once Ben Affleck decides to like. I'm just not crazy about him. I know you're not. I don't know why. I think I think Jake Gyllenhaal is pretty pretty solid. He Jake did, Gyllenhaal is a fine actor. <laughs> he did come out and say he's not doing the Matt Reeves Batman movie, so you don't have to worry. However, I thought he would have been pretty good as Batman. So yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Deadpool tool tr- Deadpool tool trailer. Deadpool 2 trailer came out today and it's very good. You should all go watch it. So that was patch notes 4.19.18 where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. It's been a while since we all spoke. It's been a while since we all spoke, which is probably why we're also goddamn all over the place today. We're out of practice, boys. I feel great. Yeah, that's that's your heart slowly stopping. After you crash from all the sugar you just ate. Before we all pass out of excitement and exhaustion simultaneously, let's kick it over to some community stuff. Uh, today's community shout-out goes to one of our newer friends who's in our Discord, Phase One. He's great. He lives in Norway. Uh, you can find him at twitch.tv slash phase one, the number one, uh, not spelled out. Um, he is apparently going to have like a bunch more time to game in the coming weeks, he says. So he's going to be yeah. streaming more. Um, he's mostly a PC gamer. Um, so go check him out. He's awesome. And if you want to talk to him, join our Discord and you can chat with him there. Hey, That's the only place you can talk to him, though. Yeah, he's, he's contractually obligated to only speak to people <laughs> in our Discord server. Uh, just kidding. Um, but yeah, FaZe, <laughs> you're awesome. Thank you for all the support. He, uh, he crushed the episodes like when he, he crushed first started he crushed 22 episodes of the podcast in like, in like, in like less than four a week. days yeah it was amazing <laughs> um, he was like i need more episodes like dude yeah i was like you have t- you you have 22 of them he's like go i know i don't i finished them, I finished yeah. them <laughs> um so he's great go check busy out. ski lift huh yeah like people are just going around on the ski lift and he's like listening <laughs> to the so again thank you for all the support phase you're rad keep being rad and we'll keep being dad. None of us are dads. Probably a good thing. Um, so we're going to go ahead and end it there. So, folks, as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And I promise we'll talk to you very soon. Worst, ready? Worst start. Worst Starburst flavor on three. You ready? Yeah. One. Say two. the color. Yeah. 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 Say the oh color. yeah. You don't say okay. that. You don't say. Well, the I'm taste. just confirming. It's always the color. Just confirming. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Pink. Orange. Orange? What a orange fucking idiot! Is good. Orange isn't the best, but pink is definitely the worst. Wait, no. Did you say? I thought you said who was? What was your favorite flavor? Mine was pink. No, I was saying worst. Oh, the worst is yellow. I don't understand how none of us said yellow. The flavor lemon is never the worst flavor in any iteration of that flavor. Once they unleashed the favorites pack, they should have just thrown the other packs away. Because who the fuck wants yellow and orange?